Welcome to the IndyCar Conference Call. My name is Erin, and I'll be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over to Arnie Shreban. Arnie, you may begin. Thank you, Erin, and welcome to today's IndyCar Media Conference Call. Uh, we're pleased to be joined today by the championship leader in the NTT IndyCar Series, Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske. Uh, welcome to the call, Joseph, and thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Arnie. Good to be here. All right. Uh, Joseph has won a series best four races this season and holds a 41-point lead over Andretti Autosports' Alexander Rossi heading into next weekend's Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. He can clinch his second series title in the last three seasons by finishing fourth or better in the race. Joseph, you've led the championship in almost after almost every race this season, except for the Indy 500. Does it almost feel like you have your hands on the Astro Cup again? I I don't want to I don't want to say it feels that way, um, but I think we're in the favorable position for sure. Um, you know, with double points, I, I've tried to. Um, make everyone aware all the way along that you know it's far from from being over and that it's, it's always going to be a difficult race in Laguna with with a double point situation, and I think that's where we find ourselves. I think we're we're in the better position. Um, we definitely have a little bit of comfort, but you know nothing that you can feel too comfortable about. You know we still have to perform really well. Um, you know finishing fourth or higher in an IndyCar race. Uh, you know to guarantee. Um, the championship is is not really an easy task. I mean, it's it's difficult to run in the top five in the IndyCar Series week in and week out. So, you know, to come to kind of a wild card event like at Laguna Seca, where we don't have a lot of knowledge. Um, you know, to me specifically, I don't have a lot of knowledge about the track, and I think a lot of guys going in that that have never raced there, they don't either. Um, it's gonna it's gonna create a lot of unknowns, and I think it's still a difficult task for us to, you know, make sure that we hit everything right and, and have a solid weekend. Yeah. With you mentioning how tough a job you're going to have um, at Laguna Seca, do you feel like you still control your own destiny, and, and do you feel pressure um, heading into this race? Uh, the positive thing is I, I do feel like we control our own destiny, and, and that, that for sure is the case, um, which is, you know, why it's the, the favorable position. You know, if you're going to – if you'd ask me if I'd rather be 41 points up or 41 points down, you know, you're always going to choose being 41 points up. Um, it's just a much better place to be. Um, but, you know, having said that, uh, it's it's still with a double point situation has to go extremely well um, because of the way it changes the nature of the finishing positions and, and the points payouts. Um, so we'll just have to see, you know, how we get on next week. Um, I, f- I have a lot of confidence in, in Team Penske as always. You know, you always feel prepared when you come to uh, a new track or, or a venue you've never been at before. And, and certainly I think with Team Chevy, They've given us all the confidence in the world. Every every race this year, we we go to, we feel like we're we're getting what we need from them, and the communication has been been excellent. So I feel like we have the right people in our corner, and um, we just need to make sure that we we try and go and execute now. You mentioned you don't have a lot of experience at Laguna Seca. I know you were part of the uh, team test day that happened out there in February, but uh, how how do you prepare for it? Is it simulator? Is it playing video games? How do you prepare for that track? Yeah, it's everything you can get your hands on. You know, I think people watch a lot of video. Uh, for me, yeah, you know, you search on YouTube, you try and watch old races, um, you try and find drivers that have have been there, 
or that are currently racing there in other series. Um, I guess that is a positive with Team Penske is we have our Acura uh, Team Penske program, which which uh, you know runs in our race shop and and being able to you know talk to uh, those drivers and you know guys like Elio Castroneves who who have you know been able to be teams with, team with in, in the IndyCar side. Being able to pick their their brains and just kind of get an idea of what they think of the track. Um, certainly, simulators are a big deal too. Team Chevy has done a great job trying to to help make sure we're prepared from that front. And uh, like you said, at home video games, you know, jumping on Forza is, is still very helpful too to race car drivers. Um, just to you know keep your your brain stimulated over these couple weeks, trying to just you know think about the right things so that you're you're really lined up when you go uh, next weekend. All right, thanks, Joseph. Uh, Aaron, let's open up for questions for Joseph Newgarden. If you have a question, please press star than one on your touch tone phone. Or if you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you're using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, that is star than one on your touch tone phone. Your first question comes from Bruce Martin. Bruce, your line is open. Uh, Joseph, uh, welcome and uh, congratulations again on being involved in another championship. Because Laguna Seca is going to be a wild card for a lot of drivers who haven't raced there before, and because the track is so difficult to pass on, does Saturday have all the makings of being probably the most pressure-packed and tense qualifying session of the season? You know, honestly, I don't even know. I really, really don't. Um, Because, you know, tracks that we've said historically you can't pass well on, um, we've kind of changed that notion in IndyCar. You know, there's just a lot of places that historically maybe they weren't good passing places and then they become it. So I, I don't think we have a good idea of how Laguna is going to race yet, you know, what the tire degradation is going to be like. Um, you know, is qualifying going to be, you know, the the name of the game for the, for the weekend or not? It's just it's hard to tell. I, I think um, – it's going to be an important part of the weekend, without a doubt. You know, it's, it's always better to start up front uh, to get yourself out of out of harm's way, hopefully, and and you know, not get yourself into trouble at the very beginning. Um, but will it be the the make or break of the weekend? It's I I just don't know. I mean, you know, if we qualify up front, I hope it's that way. If we qualify in the back, I hope it's not that way. And uh, we're all going to get an education for sure next weekend and, and figure out how Laguna races in 2019. <laughs> And since your victory at Texas, the only real blemish uh, on any of your races after that came on the last lap at Mid-Ohio. Did that kind of change your approach in any way because it makes you kind of realize just how fast uh, a good finish can slip away from you in this series? Oh, for sure. You know, I've I've been known to have my moments in the car and – Mid-Ohio was definitely one of them. You know, the, the the problem is I just can't help myself sometimes. I, I just, you know, I, I, my my nature is to always go for um, a higher position. And, uh, you know, I've just, I've had to work on pulling myself back. And, uh, you know, I think I've, I've learned how to do that in a lot of ways over the last couple of years. And, and I've been able to do that. So I feel confident that my approach can be good. Um, but you can see how quickly, you know, decision-making can turn from, uh, a potential positive to uh, a really ba- big negative, and and that's just that's what it's like in you know uh, the top level of of racing. It can it can go from good to bad really quick, and I think that's what makes it entertaining and exciting, and you know that's what um, that what's that's what makes it thrilling when when you get it right. Well, congratulations and uh, good luck in the championship. Thank you. 
And your next question comes from Tyler Kraft. Tyler, your line is open. I mean, Joseph, Alex spoke the other day about how he had a little bit of prior experience with Laguna just from growing up in the area. With him being the guy that scores the one trying to catch up with you from that second place spot, is there any concern on your part that you're going to need to catch up to him in regard to be able to finish off the championship on that track? You know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I remember a place like that for me was Road America, where I had raced in junior cars uh, a long, long time ago, um, probably back in 2006. And um, you know, I didn't get to race uh, another car there until I went there in IndyCar, and I think it was 2016. Um, and and you know, the, the, they just they were so different. The the two different cars and the time gap was so different that you know, I don't I don't know that the 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 experience I had when I was a kid really carried over. So, you know, whether that's the case or not for Alex, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Um, I think next Thursday will be very illuminating to see, you know, where everyone shakes out on the test day. You know, the test day we had in February was cut short. Um, I think we only really got like an hour of running, and the track was, was not in the best condition at the time. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who's good there, who isn't, and um, if experience is going to play a part or not. I honestly don't know. I don't know if it's going to help people or it won't help people. And you and Alex have consistently run near the top all year long. Do you feel like there's any form of competitive rivalry there, given how closely you guys have been paired all year? Well, I think there's definitely a strong competitive rivalry between, you know, a couple of the top guys. I really think that whole top five, you know, you you look at Will, Scott, you know, Simon and, and Alex and myself, I think we've we've kind of been, you know, on top of each other most weekends. And um, it just doesn't really, that doesn't really go away. It, it hasn't gone away. Um, you know, we always seem to find it ourselves uh, around each other. So, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a strong rivalry there, a positive rivalry between a couple of these guys up at the top. And, and um, you know, it always makes it, it, it just, it always makes your job hard. You know, going into the weekend, you got to beat some of the best out there and, and, uh, and good teams that you're competing against. So, I think it's what you want. You want to you want to have the the best guys to compete against, and I think we have that in in the ser- in the IndyCar series. Thank you. And once again, if you have a question that is star than one on your phone, your next question is from Josh Farmer. Josh, your line is open. Um, yes, Joseph. Um, when you won the championship in 2017, um, he- heading into Sonoma, you were kind of in a do or die situation because your points lead says slim over. Over Dixon, where now you've got a little bit more of a of a cushion over Rossville with double points. Um, that makes that makes it even. Uh, that, I guess that that makes it a little little bit more, a little bit less secure. But um, do you think having the bigger points margin, um, does, does that do you feel a little bit calmer heading into this year than you were in 2017? Uh, yeah, good question. You know, I really don't, just because it can a race can turn so quickly, and I think still needing to be in the top five is is such a difficult task nowadays um, within our series. So in a lot of ways it feels similar, even though there's there's quite a significant points difference. You know, you're talking we have 38 more points than we did in 2017, and, and that's it sounds significant, but I think when you throw double points into the mix, it, it, it really takes that down a notch. You know, it, it becomes a lot less significant. And uh, so for me, I feel that, you know, kind of the same pressure as 2017 that you got to go out and do a great job um like i've been saying you know running in the top five is is not easy in this series so 
you know, to, to me, it's almost, uh, it's a very similar pressure of, of needing to go out and, um, you know, do a great job on the weekend. It's such a fine margin between, you know, doing a good job or being just good enough to, to being really bad. Uh, I mean, it, it turns that quickly and it, it's such a, you know, it's such a thin difference. So, um, I feel like the, the task is just as difficult. All right. That's all for me. Um, thank you and best of luck. Thank you. And your next question is from Steve Witt. Steve, your line is open. Hey, Joseph. Uh, another new engineer this year in Gavin. Well, sort of new. You sort of worked with him last year. What has he brought to the table that, that you've been able to use to be just to that little bit more consistent and help you be just a little bit better this year? Well, you know, it's, I feel like I always get to work with the best. I mean, I, I've not had I've not had a bad engineer, I can tell you that. I work with a lot of really talented people, um, and I've had that from the beginning of my IndyCar career till, till now. Um, you know, Gavin's been a lot of fun to get to know and uh, become friends with and become, uh, you know, colleagues with. He's a, he's just a tremendously talented and, uh, you know, motivated individual, and I think he's got a great attitude. Um, but not really different than, you know, what I had the last couple years before. You know, we had... I had I had a really good pairing with Brian Campy before, and you know I wish we could have continued that, but but um, you know Brian's got a family and he's got you know priorities on his end that that he had to look after, and you know Gavin has just filled the the role um, you know as beautifully as he could. I mean he's just done a great job, and uh, you know I think just to add to it, he's definitely brought a little different uh, perspective, having come from primarily to work different, yeah, to work different coming from F1. Um, not, hey, yeah, I mean, he, he, I don't think he works vastly different than most open wheel engineers that I've, I've been with before, but, um, he definitely brings a different perspective having worked on, you know, slightly different open wheel cars. Uh, at the end of the day, you're kind of looking for the same things, and I think we've learned that, you know, his past experience kind of is very similar in a lot of ways to IndyCar, um, but there's just small perspective differences that, you know, he's brought to the team and, and vice versa. We've had to teach him some things that, that he didn't know before either, too. And it's just been a really good marriage. I think it's been good for myself, and it's also been good for the, the team as a whole to try and drive us forward. Well, thanks. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. And your next question comes from Mike Silver. Mike, your line is open. Thank you. Joseph, having a teammate also in contention for the championship, does that change your approach, or how do you look at racing against Simon on next weekend? Um, I would say no different than, than you know, the, the year on a whole. I mean, we, we race each other, you know, as hard as we can, but we try and be fair with each other, and and um, I don't think that will change. You know, it would probably be a mistake to change the mentality um, just on one race. So I, I think that will all stay pretty similar to how we've approached it the, um, for, for the whole season. Thank you. Thanks. And once again, if you have a question that is star than one on your touchtone phone, your next question is from John Sturban. John, your line is open. Thank you. Uh, Joseph, yesterday Alex said he thought it was pretty cool and important for the series to have two Americans battling for the championship along with Simon. Uh, what's your spin on that, uh, waving the flag and uh, the Americans battling for a title? Um, you know, for me, I mean, it's never been something I put a lot of emphasis on. Um, I, you know, I'm for sure proud to have grown up in, in such a wonderful country as the United States. But, 
you know, what I've always loved about the IndyCar series is that they bring the best of the best from around the world. And, um, you know, that's always been important to me. It, it means more, I think, when you have the best from, from all over the place coming to compete at the Indianapolis 500 and, and during the whole championship. And, you know, you really feel like you have that in the IndyCar series. You get, you get the best drivers from, from around the world. And, and, um, you know, to, to pair with that, I think we need strong Americans running as well. And, and so for sure having guys like Alex and, and, um, you know, Ray Hall and, and uh, some young guys coming up like Colton Herta and, and myself. It's really, really, it's great to have young American competition representing as well and, and running so strongly. But what I've always loved is is the great mix of, of talent from around the world. And, and to me, that's that's just so important. If it was all Americans running in the, the championship, I don't I don't think it would mean as much. Um, so I like that we have that, that great diversity and that great mix from around the, the world. And as a follow-up, do, do you and Alex have any kind of, personal relationship or is it just you know business at the track and that's it uh it's, i think it's, it's just really business um you know he i think he lives in indianapolis i live in nashville so i don't i don't see him too often outside the outside of the racetrack and uh you know we we go and we compete and uh he's a great competitor competitor you know he's definitely a tremendous talent and um has done a great job in his career so it's it's uh it's it's been a good competitive relationship, I would say for sure. Okay, thanks, man. Yeah. And seeing as we have no further questions for Joseph, we will wrap up today's IndyCar Media Conference call and thank Joseph for his time today. Thank uh, you, guys. This, yeah, thanks, Joseph. Uh, this media teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour after the conclusion of today's call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or 630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444-16562, followed by the pound sign. A transcript and MP3 audio is available on IndyCar's media website at media.indycar.com. If you're not already a registered user for the media site, you may have to register on the front page. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect.